The other day I came across the following excerpt from a homily by Father Roger Landry. Father Landry is a well-known priest from the Diocese of Fall River, Massachusetts. He wrote, The vast majority of Catholics do not live the faith with joy. This is something that young people never cease to remind me. When I ask teenagers who don't come to Mass why they've stopped, many respond by saying Mass seems so dead and purposeless. Most of the old people they see look dead at Mass and seem to come only because they think they have to be there. They'll point to how many people leave Mass before the end of Mass and ask, how can Mass be so important if they can't leave fast enough? They'll point to the fact that so few people sing. They'll describe how few people really wish them a genuine sign of peace. They don't sense joy. They don't sense much enthusiasm. And looking out from the pulpit and altar, I have to say that sometimes they're right on. That's why this Gaudete Sunday is a gift, to get us to focus on the command God gives us through St. Paul to rejoice always, beginning again today. My brothers and sisters, the third Sunday of Advent, the Sunday on which we light the pink candle of the Advent wreath, is known as Gaudete Sunday, as Father Landry notes there. Gaudete is the Latin command to rejoice. It's the first word of the entrance antiphon for this Sunday, which is only read at Masses where there isn't any music, so you didn't hear it this morning. However, it's also the very first word of the instruction that St. Paul gives us in today's second reading, which, of course, you did hear. In this beautiful passage from Philippians 4, where he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, not just sometimes, but always to which many people will immediately respond, how in heaven's name is that possible? How can I or anybody else rejoice always? How can I or anybody else rejoice even most of the time? How can anyone rejoice after Friday's horrific events in Newtown, Connecticut? Well, first of all, please notice the wording of the text. It's extremely important. Notice what St. Paul says, and notice what he does not say. Notice, St. Paul does not say, rejoice in your circumstances always. Doesn't say that. He does not say, rejoice in your problems always. Doesn't say that either. He does not say, rejoice in your disappointments, in your trials, in your sicknesses always. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. That's different. That's very different. To rejoice in the Lord, my brothers and sisters, is not a feeling. It's not an emotion that's based on what's going on around us. Rather, rejoicing in the Lord is a decision. It's an act of the will whereby we decide to give glory and praise to God because of who He is, 
and because of what he has done for each and every one of us in and through his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the good news is, we can do that. We can rejoice in that way, regardless of what we're dealing with in our lives at the present moment, regardless of what's going on around us in the world. We can rejoice in that way, for example, because the expectation of John the Baptist that we heard about in today's Gospel has been fulfilled. It's been realized. The one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit has come. And he has done his saving work. And nothing, absolutely nothing, that goes on around us or that happens in this life can ever change that fact. As the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And since that's the case, it is possible for a person to always rejoice. But Father Ray, you don't understand. I have so many reasons not to rejoice, especially at this time of the year. To which I respond, well, that's exactly why Mass is so important and why you need to be at Mass every Sunday and every Holy Day, at least, at least that often you have to be at Mass. The fact of the matter is, we can all find lots and lots and lots of reasons not to rejoice. The tragic events in Newtown, Connecticut, well, that's probably number one, the number one reason we all have not to rejoice today. But there are others. The terrible economy, the corruption in our government, the violence and the hedonism in our society in general, the people we know who are sick, some of them seriously sick, our family members who died recently or who died during December's past. And on and on the list goes for each and every one of us. But here at Mass, we meet our living Lord, Jesus Christ, in word and in sacrament. Here at Mass, we have the opportunity to focus on who God is, who he really is. And we have the opportunity to focus on what he has done for us in and through his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which, as I said a few moments ago, is exactly what we need to focus on if we're going to be able to rejoice always. So the bottom line is this. Mass is the place where we are supposed to practice rejoicing in the Lord so that we can then take our rejoicing out there into the darkness of this world and into the difficulties of our daily lives. It's supposed to begin here. Of course, the real problem is many Catholics don't rejoice when they're here at Mass. As Father Landry makes crystal clear in that quote of his that I read a few moments ago, listen again to some of his words. He said, when I ask teenagers who don't come to Mass why they've stopped, many respond by saying, Mass seems so dead and purposeless. Most of the old people they see look dead at Mass and seem to come only because they think they have to be there. 
Of course, it should be added that most of the young people don't look much better. Let's be fair to our seniors here. He continued, these teens will point to how many people leave Mass before the end of Mass, and they will ask, how can Mass be so important if these adults can't leave fast enough? It's a very good question. Obviously, Father Landry could also have mentioned those who are habitually late. He continued, these teens will point to the fact that so few people sing. They'll describe how few people really wish them a genuine sign of peace. They don't sense joy. They don't sense much enthusiasm. My brothers and sisters, if we cannot rejoice at Mass, where Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is present to us and with us and even within us through the Eucharist, then how? How, how, how will we be able to rejoice in places where the Lord's presence is not so evident? The answer is, we won't be able to. It will be impossible. If you want to be able to rejoice out there, then you need to practice rejoicing in here. Let's resolve to do that at this Mass and at every Mass in the future by participating with sincere and heartfelt enthusiasm from beginning until the end. Amen.